Yo, guys, girls, men, women, child, everybody. Welcome back to the Banter Boys podcast. My name is Sanji. With me is Ross. How are you doing, Ross? Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm good. Liverpool had such an amazing game today. They smashed it against Atalanta. What a great performance that like it was. I'm just like, you know, blown away that, you know, Liverpool have conceded zero goals in the Champions League. And all three games that they've played has been without Wan Dyke, you know? So things are looking up for that defense, man. Klopp pulling things together. Adil, this is out for you. You said that they go to shit and they're still winning. So I feel like I'm talking way too much shit right now, hopefully. So we'll continue. We'll move on. Diogo Jota doing bits for you guys. Like, what a for Like, he's on so much form right now, man. What a signing. Yeah, man. It's incredible. And I really hope... You know what? We'll talk about later on, like, like if Jota starts over the weekend and stuff. But, like, we'll talk about it in a bit. But... Like, let's just start, let's just start things going. Uh, Sanji, do you want me to remind everyone where they can, like, find us? Yeah, l- let them know about the platforms that we're on. So, listeners, obviously you can find us on Twitter. Our handle is BantaB. We are on, on the major podcast platforms. So, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We are on Pocket Cast. And, again, like, if you listen to one of your platforms and you don't see us there, give us a shout and we'll try uploading our episodes on that, too. We're also on SoundCloud, so check us out. Send us a message, send us feedback, send us, you know what, anything. We'd love to hear from all of you. Yeah, I mean, even if we're terrible, let us know we're terrible. Tell us you hate us. We just want some feedback. Don't tell us you yeah. hate us, please. We're, 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 we're nice people. You can tell Sanji you hate him. Yeah, yeah, I've got a lot of haters. That's a good thing, though, right? Anyways, guys, so just to give you a bit of a... I guess, a plan for what we're going to talk about this episode. We're going to get things started off. We, you know, catch you up with a little bit of Champions League, uh, Europa fixtures, uh, just how how those teams have been doing. And then we'll jump into the Game Week 7 review, uh, fixture by fixture. That will be the first half. Um, And then in the second half, we'll, you know, catch up with uh, how our leagues are doing. Uh, you know, Ross played me in the Banta Boys Draft League. And we'll give you the results of how our predictions went for Game Week 7. Spoiler alert, I beat him. <laughs> wow, way to like, keep it as a surprise. Um, and then we'll talk about some uh, free agent or waiver picks that we've made. Uh, and then, you know, we'll discuss upcoming fixtures and make our predictions for Game Week 8. Alright, Ross, let's get started. I'm pretty sure I was supposed to do the research for this, and I'm pretty sure I didn't do the research for this, but let's jump in. The Champions League games, Manchester United versus Leipzig, 5-0. What the fuck? Where is this United in the Premier League? Like, what's going on? I honestly think that being successful in the Champions League right now is probably what's keeping the board of directors at United from firing Ole. Like, let's be honest, they've had a horrendous start to the Premier League. They've only won one game, and even that game, they were so lucky to win. Like, it's not even funny, right? So, they won two games against two really good teams, like Leipzig and PSG. Both of them were in the semifinals last year in the Champions League, right? Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. They beat both of them, and one of them was actually... I wish you were wrong. (laughs) So, again, they play Istanbul tomorrow, and they are in Turkey, so it'll be an interesting one to find out. They're facing up against 
uh, Martin Skirtle and Raphael, two former Premier League players. So it'll be interesting to kind of see how that happens. But at right now, like Champions League United and Premier League United are on two different worlds. Rashford got a hat-trick that game. Not surprised though. Off the bench. Yeah, uh, and I honestly think he's been their best player so far this season. Easy to say when Martial has done fuck all. But we'll get into how United did against Arsenal this game week and what the fuck Ole really was doing. But anyways, let's move on. Uh, Chelsea versus Krasnodar. Ziyech finally started and things fucking clicked for us. It was beautiful. I Again, I can't catch like any of the uh, Champions League games live because it's during work for me. So I try to listen to it on the radio. If you've ever used this app called Flash Score, they've uh, kind of introduced this live commentary feature into the app. So you're pretty much getting like live updates before the apps even update themselves. So if you can't watch the games, I'd suggest get this app, Flash Score, download it. It's free. I think it's like an API. It's not in the Play Store. Are you getting paid for this? Probably not. Flash score, if you're listening to this, we're sponsoring you right now. So, like, hit us up, man. Yeah, man. Um, I'm happy to see us, you know, keep yet another clean sheet. Uh, score lots of goals. Uh, can't really complain. So, let's move on to the next game. Liverpool versus Mitchelland. I think I pronounced that right. Zuben will correct us if we have it. So... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what? I watched a good chunk of that game and Liverpool weren't at their best. Like, they weren't pressing the ball enough. They weren't really, like, creating chances. They were a bit lazy, to be honest, right? They still kept a clean sheet. Granted, it's against Midtjylland, and it's probably the weakest team in that group. But at the same time, Liverpool have had tendencies, and we've seen it the past couple of game weeks, where they'll concede unnecessary goals. So, like, keeping clean sheets in the Champions League has been, like, great. Jota scoring again off a Trent assist and that initial pass by Shakiri to kind of cut that defense to kind of set up that goal like it's been good and we'll keep going we'll talk more about like Jota when we talk about the previews for the upcoming fixtures yeah and this was a game that you guys didn't start with the dangerous front three of Mane, Firmino and Salah right um Minamino no, yeah um Jota and Shakiri came in and um also uh Divock uh Origi. yeah so yeah those four uh, started it was surprising, uh, honestly, when I saw that starting lineup, but you guys still came through easy. But to be fair, it was against an easy squad, right? Jota has been magic, and yeah, we'll get to him a bit later. Anyway, so moving on. So Manchester City was playing away to Marseille, and they won 3-0. Good to see Kevin De Bruyne back in action again. Aguero and Jesus weren't available for this, and now they've started playing Ferran Torres as a striker, which yeah, kind of suits him in a weird way. Like, he played well, even against uh, Sheffield uh, on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's probably, you know, worth a trade or something? Would you would you try and go get Ferran now, now that they've started playing this way? Or do you think it's just a temporary solution? I think for Ferran Torres, if you see him available on the free agent list, pick him up. He's 72% owned, so that means you might be able to get him. I know he's gone in both of our leagues, but... I think there's still a lot of leagues where he might be available. His owning percentage has gone up a lot. Like in this past week, it went up about 7%. So people are realizing. And until Gab is out and until Aguero is out, I think we might continue to see him starting. I know Foden also kind of plays as a 
like a like right behind the striker or like as like a false nine sort of thing, right? Like he's playing almost like as, as a second striker sometimes, right? So that's also interesting to see. I don't know if he continues to play, keep playing in that role. Yeah, and it's kind of weird. Like City are struggling to score in the Prem right now. Like I think in their last three games, they've only scored a goal each. And like even Pep said himself, like after that Sheffield game, he knows that City are struggling to score. But they've been smashing it in the Champions League. Um, and it's, it's weird. It, it feels like that's the case with Liverpool and with Manchester United. I mean, Liverpool is still winning. Like, it's weird. It feels like Liverpool have been struggling a lot this season, yet they're top of the table. Like Exactly, exactly. You, <laughs> like, that's how good we are, bro. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on to some Europa League action. Arsenal won 3-0 against Dundalk. Thursday fixtures. Yeah, Thursday, Thursday fixtures. Um, yeah. I, I, the kids got ruled out for this one. The likes of uh, Enketia, Reese Nelson, uh, Joe Willock, they kind of strolled to this one a bit. I'm really liking the look of Thomas Partey. He didn't play in that game. He played on the weekend. Oh my god. He looks like the thing that Arsenal have been craving and missing a lot um, last season. Uh, not last season, but you in general. Like you in know life. what we should do? In life. Yeah, what's up? We should reach out to Arsenal Fan TV and see... If one of them would come in and talk to us about Arsenal. Because honestly, we only collectively know maybe like what, not that many Arsenal fans. If Robbie, you're hearing this, I know I know they're not. But like, I would love that passion. One of my best friends is Jamaican, an Arsenal fan. And he gets pretty upset when they don't play well. So, I mean, that's always... Is an he troops? Pro- no, he's not. But it's always <laughs> a good backup, you know? Um, I, I think we can get him on the episode. He doesn't play fantasy football because I think he plays too much. He's one of those managers where he plays from his heart, where he'll always pick his Arsenal yeah. players and he will never pick a Spurs player, like that sort of thing. But I'm pretty sure we can get him on. It would be interesting to hear somebody, you know, on the outside. Blood fam. Yeah, blood fam blood, you know? <laughs> Up on blood club young. Uh, all right, let's move on. I signed the thing, yeah. <laughs> let's move on to Athens Leicester. Athens won Leicester two. Everyone keeps getting injured, and they keep winning. They keep performing. Like it doesn't make sense. Oh man. So what I'm seeing is apart from Spurs, because Spurs are garbage. Let's be honest. But Lads. A lot of English teams are doing pretty well in Europe. Yeah. Like let's be honest. Yep. Yep. Right. Like Chelsea have won one, drawn one. And kept two clean sheets. United have won two. Uh, City have won all three of fixtures. Liverpool won all three of fixtures. Arsenal and Leicester have won both of their fixtures. And they have another one coming up this Thursday. But, like, a lot of the English teams are doing well. Regardless of how tight... Like, because all of these other leagues have five substitutes. But the Prem doesn't. So, that's a really interesting comparison. Is that, like, in the Champions League... Like, we saw it two weeks ago where... Jurgen Klopp subbed out the front three and brought in a new front three, right? He doesn't have that luxury in the Premier League. And I think that's really interesting. So, like, like it's good to kind of see that the Premier League teams and are doing pretty well. Barring Spurs, because Spurs are garbage, are doing pretty well in Europe. What's your stand on that? Like, would you have liked to keep the five subs then for the Prem? I think it does d- disadvantage... The smaller clubs. Yeah, it does disadvantage the smaller clubs for sure. Yeah. Like, uh, like squads of City, United, even Liverpool and Chelsea, like, these are stacked squads, right? They have a lot of depth, especially this starting season. But at the same time, this is an incredibly busy season. Yeah, very. Right? It's an incredibly congested season. I think the commentators were talking about today about how, like, how congested that December period will be. 
because they'll have two Champions League fixtures and they'll have midweek fixtures for the Premier League and they might have a couple of cup game fixtures too. I think there's like in November or December the FA Cup is, is going to start or something. Yeah. So it's really interesting to kind of like see and I know the managers have kind of complained about it like especially like Jurgen Klopp and Pep Guardiola have kind of complained about not having the five substitutes. Yeah. But I'm trying to see their reasoning more. Like, yes, it does disadvantage. A team like Burnley doesn't even have five substitutes to play with to start off with, right? Like, let's be honest here. But it obviously advantages that. But, like, these Burnley's not playing uh, Saturday, Wednesday, and Saturday. Whereas teams like Liverpool are playing Saturday, Tuesday, Sunday, right? Like, you have that congested fixtures. Yeah. So, like, hopefully, like, you know, to prevent injuries and stuff, I don't know why you wouldn't have five subs. So I'm kind of seeing the light of it now, but I also understand of how big of a disadvantage it is to the lower clubs like Burnley, like Brighton, who don't have that same depth that the uh, like the richer clubs do. For sure. Um, so I mean, just a, a last few points on that Leicester Athens game. Uh, Madison started that game. Uh, Senzig under started that game. He's been having some nice chemistry with Jamie Vardy. Uh, more so that more yeah. so as a super sub than a starter, though I think. Um, Fofana doing yeah. well in defense for them again, and uh, Mark Albrighton filling in for Timothy Castagna on that right wing back spot. Um, but you know what? Let's move on to the best news in Europe. Uh, Antwerp one, Spurs zero. <laughs> Spurs lost. This could have been like three or four nil, right? Really? Yeah, that's what I was reading. Like Antwerp could have easily scored two or three more goals. Like Spurs got lucky, and like that Instagram post by Jose Mourinho should go down as Hall of Fame Instagram posts. The only thing I really heard about this game, though, is, like, Mourinho apparently wanted to... Like, if he could, he wanted to substitute the entire 11. Like, they were that bad. Exactly, yeah. But what was the Instagram post? So, the Instagram post was... He was really disappointed in his team. And if he could sub off his entire team, he could. And now... I don't know if he said this in his Instagram post or he said it in, like, post-match interviews. But he said that now the media will stop asking him why he doesn't play certain players and he was talking about Dele Alli. Like, let's be honest if you have Dele Alli in your team drop him he's not gonna play I don't think he's gonna play in the Premier League anymore he might make it on the bench but like I don't think so players like Ndombele and stuff Ndombele and Los also kind of take that position he's still owned in 47% of the leagues that should be like a 2% yeah the thing is I wouldn't drop Deli Ali, I would probably offer him as a trade because I still think that there will be some managers that again this is probably like some next level tactics of like mind games but there will always be a manager that still has faith in certain players like how I was with Moutinho when I picked him up I, I dropped him apologies Soraya you were probably right he wasn't getting <laughs> minutes he wasn't getting minutes right there are always these players in previous seasons where they've just smashed it right and Deli Ali has one of those good feel vibes about him, right? He's like a rich man's uh, messy Lingard. Uh, I, I don't know. It, mm-hmm. I, I kind of wish it, things were going better for nah, him. Man. But to be honest, like, even I'm not surprised that that team lost because one player that, I, I mean, he has talent, but I don't think he's ready for that top stage to be starting week in, week out is Harry Winks. Um, he. Yeah. Like, he, he does a job, I guess, like, a tidy job. But, nah, man, he's definitely not wh- what who they should be starting. I was happy to see uh, Lo Celso back uh, in the starting squad again. And we'll kind of talk about him uh, a bit uh, later on. But, you know what, Ross? Let's let's jump into 
uh, the main stuff, let's start reviewing Game Week 7, right? Fixture by yep. fixture. So, starting off with Friday's fixture, Wolves 2, Crystal Palace nil. Podenza Neto, like, they are absolutely smashing it. Neto has been killing it this season, man. I think he's one of the top three yeah. uh, scoring players for Wolves for the season in Fantrax. Like, it's awesome. For sure. Yeah. He's, he's been doing so, so well. So, I will concede that I can see why Nuno has dropped Adama Traore. Yeah. There's a lot of chemistry in that front three that Neto, uh, Jimenez, and Daniel Podence. So there's a lot of chemistry there. I think the one game that Daniel Podence was on the bench and Adamas Traore started, they got smashed 4-0 by West Ham. Yeah. So I can see Adama Traore not getting that many minutes. But at the same time, this is just my assumption and this is just kind of my own opinion, but I can see Adama Traore getting sold to one of the other Premier League teams in January. Really? Yeah, if come January and Adama Traore's minutes are still like tw- like 10 minutes here, 15 minutes here, and barring any injury or barring any ill fate that might fall on upon like the front three of the Wolves right now or on like the fullback positions, I can see Adama Traore trying to push for a move because he's a player that wants to start week in, week out, play every game, and just kind of like, you know, smash it for the team that he plays. So I think that might also happen. So like, let's just kind of see what happens. Yeah. So new boy, Ait Nori. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. It's yeah. Such a cool Ryan name. Ait Nori. Such a cool name. Um, he uh, did really, really well. Scored on his debut, kept the clean sheet. But that was like majority of his points, right? I think other than that, he probably got what? Uh, five to seven points counting. So, I guess take his score with a grain of salt. Yeah. It's, I, I hate I hate to acknowledge Daniel like this on the podcast, but fucking Semedo, man. It is annoying, like, how good this guy is doing by not doing anything. Well, I feel like he's not doing anything. But I feel like he doesn't defend, man. I feel like he doesn't defend. Um, only owning 86% of leagues, uh, Nelson Semedo. Go pick him up. Honestly, I was watching this game and on our WhatsApp group, like, we were just like, oh my god, how is this kid not scored yet? But then Donker is only owned at 48% of the leagues, yep. and he almost played like a second striker. Yeah, He would pass the ball onto the wings, and he would run in the box as a striker. Like, he would, like, support Jimenez in kind of a lot of those attacking positions, right? He got three really, really good chances, yep. and he could have scored all three of them, but he didn't. He hit the woodwork twice, uh, and one of them was a big chance, so... I think a goal is coming up. Yeah, I feel like Dendonka is going to be on the score sheet very, very soon. Yeah. Um, and that was a good pickup for you, right? He was one of your um, your waivers? Uh, I spent about five fab dollars on him. I don't think it'll happen every game. I think it'll happen in more games where Wolves can dominate the ball and get into better positions. Yeah. Wolves kind of paid off for me uh, nicely. I had the Kilman bully double up. I, I think they're going to keep a few clean sheets as well this season. Yeah. I mean, Kilman is still only owned in 57% of leagues. So uh, if you've got like a free Wolves defender to pick up, I'd say say go for it, right? It's probably one of those positions though that you could probably stream. So like just play it every game week. Um, because I doubt Connor Cody is going to be in a lot of teams. Only owned... 49%. But Connor Cody's points are very clean sheet dependent. Yeah, it's very clean sheet dependent. I agree, 100%. But that's why I said you play it by the fixture, right? Yeah, exactly. Crystal Palace uh, didn't really do much. I mean, Andrus Townsend, he's been having a great season for Crystal Palace. Uh, if, if that's any plus for them. 
But the rest of them, like Mishi, flopped hard, man. Just the one point. Uh, Zaha, what did he? He only got zero. <laughs> only zero. Uh, I shouldn't have laughed. But yeah, he only, he only got zero points, man. That that's really really shitty. Yeah. They really offered very little that game. So let's move on. Saturday, uh, first game, Sheffield zero, Manchester City one. Man, like I said earlier, Manchester City is struggling to score. They've only scored like one goal in their past three games. But they've been keeping it tight at the back. And I think this season, they're going to be up there for clean sheets. Last season, I mean, Ederson won Golden Glove, yeah. right? Uh, I, I think it was 16 clean sheets. I think that could be potentially higher this season. Uh, dude, Cancelo is fucking amazing, man. Like, I wish I had this guy. Like, 21.75 points. No goal, no assist. Yeah, the clean sheet. But that's crazy. Like, he got, I think, like, 13 or 14 points in the first half. It's insane, like, how well uh, he's doing, man. Who else? Uh, we talked about Ferran Torres, you know, playing as a striker. He played a striker in this game as We well. don't know if he'll be back as a striker because Gab Jesus is back, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He actually came off the bench uh, in the Champions League game today. And scored. Yeah, and scored. So I, I heard he took his goal quite well as well. Uh, like somebody who looked like he had a lot of confidence. I don't know if Jesus is going to start right away. And is he? Is Pep really going to rush him right before the international break? I don't think so. It's the same thing with Aguero, right? I hear that Aguero's injury wasn't that bad and they're trying to get him back. But again, they're not going to rush him, right? It's a long season, so they, they want to have everyone fit for that. Sheffield, struggling. Really, really struggling this season. To be honest, they might be one of the teams that goes down this season. Like I'm, I struggle to see where they're going to get their goals from. If you want to have a Sheffield United pick, I would suggest Sanderberg. He's only owned in 12% of leagues. He's gotten like 8 points, 14.5, 7 points in the last 3 games. So, i definitely say, you know, that like he got a goal in that 14.5. But he, he kind of takes long as, you know, as a maybe decent 5th or 6th midfielder to own if you have rotation issues. But yeah, anything kind of jump out to you about this game, Ross? Uh, I'm just kind of continued to be, not surprised, but I think they're shoring up that defense, which has been a big issue last couple of seasons not last not not two seasons ago but at least last season where that defense essentially lost them the title right yeah so i think that now these new picks that are kind of coming in has been really good for them laporte is back obviously so that's been kind of good for them kyle walker is playing like a fullback again like when did that happen (laughs) (laughs) he's like worth points exactly like what's going on Oh, man. All right. Uh, I think we can move on to Burnley 0, Chelsea 3. I was so happy for this game, man. Because Ziyech finally fucking started. You don't understand how painful it's been having him as, like, my first slash second pick. And just, like, soaking up all the bench. Like, oh, my God. I was so happy. And you know what's the funny part? He started the game yeah, so badly. Exactly. Like, he kept having shitty first touches giving the ball away, like, passing it outside. Like, it was so bad. And then all of a sudden, in, like, a couple of moments, the class showed, man. What a great finish. He took his goal so, so well. Mm-hmm. And that that pass for Werner's goal, the pace and the... Like, okay, we play football. We played a lot of football. If you get a pass like that, man, that's just on a plate for any top striker to just exactly. 
Like, perfect way and to put, pass. And a good way to kind of build a confidence for a player like Werner, right? Werner hasn't been yeah. that lethal for Chelsea that they would have expected, right? People would have thought, like, we need Werner yeah, to be yeah. kind of competing for that golden boot, right? That's kind of what the expectations were, let's be honest, right? He was coming in with a lot of goals from the yeah. Bundesliga and the Champions League, and they wanted them to be replicated into the, like, the Premier League. So... I think a lot of people were disappointed, but if you get chances like that and you start burying them, you get more confidence. You get a bit more confidence in your touch. You get a bit more kind of confidence in just kind of your ability on the pitch. He wasn't even supposed to play. Like, okay, listeners, so so this is what happened. Me and Sanji were playing in our Banter Boys League, and me and me and Kayam were playing in in our OG league. So Kayam had Pulisic and I had Werner. Pulisic was starting, Werner wasn't. I was disappointed. I was looking for players. Like, halfway through, I hope Pulisic as well, but halfway through, we get reports that Pulisic kind of pulled something, and he's been taking off the roster, and Werner starting in that. Now, to the to the other side of the coin, in, in our Banta Boys League, Sanji had Timo Werner, and I had Pulisic. So, I saw Pulisic starting, I put him in, and Sanji was struggling to kind of find a player for Timo Werner. And that flipped on me where I was like, no, Pulisic is injured now. And uh, Timo <laughs> Werner is going to start for Sanji. So I don't know what the odds, like that's that's such a like specific, like who would have known for the odds for that? But that was kind of good. V- Werner came on and Werner, I think Werner had a decent game. Even apart from the goal, I think Werner put a lot of effort into, like he was playing left wing, right? So he was putting a lot of effort in that position too. Something that we haven't seen in the few games before. And I think it was Ziyech that was that catalyst that provided a lot of that. Yeah, and it was an interesting... Again, like, I still don't think uh, Super Frank knows his best 11. Because we saw a new a, a new system again. Um, so he... Because of the Pulisic injury, which came as a blessing almost, I think. Uh, you had Werner uh, and Ziyech on the flanks, Tammy up top. And then the midfield three was Kanti sitting deep and uh, Mount and Havertz playing as almost as two number eights. Um, and it worked It worked to such a treat, man. It was probably one of the best games I've seen Mason Mount play. He was literally a part of everything. Winning the ball backs, like switching the play from side to side. Some of the crosses were like spot on. And he was like that... that uh, I don't know, that injection of pace and creativity and everything that you kind of needed in a midfield. And Havertz kind of provided that as well, but almost with a slightly different type of flair. Uh, it was it was great to watch, man. And uh, Chilwell gets forward so much for us. Like, he was in the box a few times when, like, he ha- had a couple opportunities to score as well. Um, but, but, I mean, again, another clean sheet. I fucking love this. Like, Mendy and Thiago Silva means clean sheets. Like, always. I, like, I, I would honestly pick up Thiago Silva. He's only, I mean, only 91% of leagues. Well, like, that number's gone up considerably. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the thing is, even like Tammy, even though he's not probably not going to start every single game, man, when he starts, he's going to get points, I think. Uh, and he's going to be a big part of that attack. He was a top scorer last season, right? Anyways, let's move on. You know on. what? Before before we do, before we do, Kurt Zuma is the top scoring defender right now. He's owned in 90% of that league, yeah. so he's been owned a lot. But we can see how much yeah. of a threat he is off the corners. Like, let's be honest, that header, once you saw it running in, you knew that was going in. You knew, like, only God yeah. could stop that. 
stop that in there, let's be honest. So, uh, like... Who, Rash God? <laughs> Tam God, bro. Oh, Tam God. So, I think, I think that if you have a Chelsea asset, I think it's good time to, like, keep it. And if you don't, try getting one. A Chelsea defender. What are you going to do as a Pulisic owner, though? I, I got a feel for these guys. Man, like, even the games that he started, like, they haven't looked to the top of his ability. Well, he's been playing out of position as well, right? It's been a weird season for him. Yeah. It's been a weird season for him. I mean, you, you could probably try and trade him away. You would you would hold on. Bigger picture, you would hold on to a player yeah. like Pulisic. Unless you can trade him away for another player that would go in the first yeah. or second round. To be, to be honest, I'm, I'm a, if I had him, I would probably trade him, to be honest. Because if you think about it, like if he's going to be out for a little while with this injury... Uh, and this team picks up form. Let's say the team that started for Burnley. Like, I honestly... Like, if Franks has a team that's performing and teams are winning, he doesn't like to change it. Unless things go wrong, and then he, like, changes, like, three, four players and the system entirely. Like, goes, like, back three, back four, like, switching it. Especially, like, against the top six. Like, he tries to keep things tight. Um, I would I would probably try and trade Pulisic. But anyways, let's move on to Liverpool-West Ham. Uh, Liverpool 2-West Ham 1. Talk to us, Ross. Liverpool just know how to win. Like, that's the category of a really good team. Yeah. Is that you can not play your best and you still know how to win. Like, I think I think we were comfortable for the most part. That was a really bad clearance that Joe Gomez did off the cross. And Pablo Fornells had no one around him. And had, like, so much time to shoot the ball. Place the ball so incredibly well that it was just out the reach of a... Allison's hand and scored right, but I think we were we were in control. Great, finish. yeah, I think we were in control for the most part. Yeah. Jota and Shakiri came on that incredible nutbag pass that uh, that released Jota, right? Like yeah. incredible run, incredible chem- chemistry between both of them. Easy finish for Jota, right? With the form that he's on, like he sh- he would be scoring that any day. The penalty, I think it was a penalty. I've been hearing a lot of like criticism. It was a foul, bro. Like yeah, there was so there was enough contact. It was could Salah threw his hands up in the air any more dramatically. But here's the thing, though. <laughs> if you don't, you don't get that penalty. So you have to do that to show that you got fouled, right? Which, which sucks. sucks. Which, which sucks. sucks. But like that's right. the reality of you it. You don't want to see players doing exactly. That. And you know, yeah, you know what is, the double standard is. Uh, Harry yeah. Kane did something similar, where he and his. Oh, dive that was not a penalty either oh my god that was terrible. his kind of foul was seen as a cunning move or like a smart move whereas what salah did was like this player is diving and he should be disgraceful and stuff like that like that double standard is unbelievable right and salah got yeah. fouled more than yeah. he carry Kane did like let's be honest like this is something i kind of want to like so like we talked about this a little bit like off air about like during the international uh, game week, we're probably going to do like a special episode, like uh, talk, uh, you know, a little bit non-fantasy related. And one of the things I, you know, that crosses my mind, I don't know how controversial it's going to be, is like the favoritism that English players possibly get from refs, especially like key English players like Maguire. Exactly. And Kane, right. Versus like your other white English players too. Right, yeah. not, not like media wise, not just not just the ref, but yeah. media wise, like yeah. Sterling and Rashford. Rashford obviously has done a lot of work, but yeah. Sterling has done. Hey, hey that's Doctor Rashford to you, okay? So, no, no, Sir Rashford. 
Oh no no, Doctor Sir Doctor Rashford. Sir Doctor Rashford. <laughs> but it was a pen, like and uh, yeah, it was a pen. There was contacts in the box, but uh, I mean Liverpool are winning even though they're playing really badly, right? But what do you what do you, how do you rate uh, new boy Nathaniel Phillips? Uh, his first for for the club, he was apparently not supposed to stay at Liverpool. Things kind of just turned yeah. around for him, and now he's he, he looks. I mean, like like uh, Klopp said, right? Um, he put it kind of perfectly. It's like, we don't look like Messi when we play, but we get the job done. Exactly. But you know what? Incredible player in the air. Like, I think he won all his aerial duels. To yeah. go up a player that's as physical, he made Haller look like a League 2 striker. Yeah. Let's be honest here. Haller looked like shit, and I told you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Haller had a shit game, yeah. <laughs> I told you, don't pick up Allard. He'll get you some of those counting stats, but he yeah. won't do anything substantial. Yeah. And as soon as he came out for Yarmolenko, West Ham did look a bit more kind of... Yeah, they had an injection of pace almost, right? Yeah, exactly. So Nat Phillips handled Allard really well, that physicality. Like, he was winning every duel. There was that last-moment clearance header that he kind of hit, which went, like, almost all the way to kind of, like, edge of, like, the halfway line yeah. or something, right? Yeah. So... Again, he looked really good in the air. I don't know how he would do in against a more mobile defense or mobile offense where players like run back because we know a game like Man City and Leicester are the two games that are coming up for Liverpool in the Premier League. And there's a lot of players in that that run behind the defenders. Yeah. So it would be really interesting to kind of see that was where Virgil van Dijk really excelled is that he'd be able to command that back line to maintain that offside trap. Yeah. And if there was a chance where someone would run behind. He was quick enough to kind of catch up. Yeah. And I think Man City and Leicester, like Liverpool have been winning without Van Dijk, but these next two games that are coming up in the Prem are going to be super tough and are good. Yeah. yeah. But apparently Matip might be back too. Yeah. So yeah, he yeah. was on the bench today. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if he starts with Joe Gomez. Yeah. It's going to be interesting uh, for sure. Anyways, let's move on Sunday games. Uh, Aston Villa 3, Southampton 4. I'm so happy for the scoreline because we both predicted like a high scoring yeah, game. Yeah, exactly. Um, you were a bit closer. I'll give you that. It was such a fun game to watch, man. Um, I really hope that uh, Danny Ings, uh, you're doing well, man. Uh, I really don't want to see you with another knee injury because he took his goal like a fucking champ. I know. Um, but I am like thoroughly ecstatic. My boy... James Ward-Prowse came through on his birthday, two amazing free kick goals and an assist. Absolutely smashed it. Got like 32 points that game week. He pretty much like solidified my win, I think. Yeah. Um, in one of my leagues. Uh, che Adams, again, in the points. Uh, Vestergaard's been doing well, man. Like, Southampton look good. Like, Theo Walcott and Armstrong as well. I don't know how they're going to look if Ings is out, to be honest. I think that's a major portion of their attack. And it could hurt them. But, I mean, they kind of do tend to keep things tight at the back when they don't play a very, like, talented attacking team. But fucking Grealish again, Ross. Like, this, <laughs> like, 35 points. Yo, like, man. Two assists, a goal. Like, <laughs> he's the only reason you came close to beating me. <laughs> yeah. let, let's be honest. You had bowed out of the game until Jack Grealish had the goal and assist in the, in, like, stoppage time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and you had Ollie Watkins, obviously. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, it was, again, Jack Grealish, I told you. I told you that was that was a small blip in his game, and he's an incredibly talented player, and he's going to be one of the best Premier League players. He would probably be end up 
in the team of the season. Yeah. Uh, like, like he's, he's, he's been having that sort of season. He's a fucking cheat code in Fantrax, man. It, it's like, you own him, like, you're probably smashing your league. Ross Barkley is uh, still ticking along with some points, man. Even though he's not getting any goals or assists. Like, in the last two games, he didn't get any of those. And he got 10.5 and 11 points. Like, I think he's on a lot of those set pieces. So, he's picking up those key passes as points. Uh, it feels really weird, like, raving about Ross Barkley. Especially how, how you know, poor he was in the last few seasons. I mean, compared to his Everton days, right? Yeah. But, yeah. They looked good. And, uh... It was a fun game to watch. Anyways, let's move on. Newcastle 2, Everton 1. I really thought Everton were going to struggle. I mean, they kind of did, yeah. to be honest. Like, no Hammers, no Richarlison, no Dinia. Um, DCL had to pretty much do it all on his own. Still got on the fucking score sheet, like the poacher that he is. But he really lacked that delivery. And Callum Wilson is having a great season for Newcastle. It seems like every time Newcastle get a goal, Callum Wilson is part of it. And we see some of that chemistry that we've talked about between Ryan Frazier and Callum Wilson. Yep. What I can say is that when Ryan Frazier and ASM, I don't think they can play together. Yeah. Or if they can play together, they, you won't see that many points from Ryan Frazier because a player like ASM would be doing a lot of that attacking, the driving that attacking play, right? So I think that's something good to kind of figure out is that Ryan Frazier might not start in a lot of games and he'll mostly be doing his stuff from off the bench. And we saw last game where both ASM and Ryan Frazier started, how difficult it was for Newcastle to get a foothold in that game at the start. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I think that was something interesting that I saw this game week. And like I told you, like Everton are a one-player, two-player teams right now, right? Without James, without Dinia, without Richardson. They are struggling a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Rich is not back for the game against United. Hammers and Dinier are. I think it's going to be a cracker of a game, but we get to that when we hit up the predictions. So let's move on to Manchester United 0, Arsenal 1. Uh, I fucking love this game. I watched it with a United fan and an Arsenal fan in the same room, both brothers. Oh, it was great to watch. Arsenal fan was the younger one. And, like, growing up, it they, he always get, got shit for supporting Arsenal because, I mean... They, they kept doing shit, right? So it was so it was so refreshing to see an Arsenal fan, like, so happy. So, so happy. In his FPL team, he even had Aubameyang, he had Tierney, and he had Leno. So he hauled massively that game. But I have no idea what the fuck Ole did. Yeah. Because United started the game with four central midfielders. And their first sub was a center midfielder for central midfielder. I'm pretty sure Matic was the first sub that came on. Like, Bruno started dropping deeper into the game. I have no idea what the fuck Paul Pogba was doing that game. He dribbled people a few times, um, which was fancy to look at. But he was pretty much playing up top, but not really doing anything. As soon as Donny came on, Van der Beek, like, things changed. Pogba looked like a new player. Yeah. Like, I don't know where that was for the rest of the game. I don't know what that was. Yeah. Is he in a different role? Does he just not like playing with Bruno? Yeah. Like, I don't know what that was. But let, let's be honest. Donny needs to start. Yeah, Donny, Donny definitely needs to start. And Pogba needs to be benched. Pogba definitely needs to be benched. Like... Yeah. Like, it's not even a joke right now. I get that you won a World Cup, mate. But you're you're not performing. And you know what? Names aside, like, Fred and McTominay are doing fine in that midfield. But you want to talk about a boss midfield? Partey and Elneny boss that game, man. Incredible. Yeah. Like, honestly, 
Part like Partey was everywhere, but like that's something that we expected. But El Neni was everywhere. Yeah. He was doing those intricate plays with that front three. Like he was kind of everywhere, getting those tackles. He, they basically gave no space to Pogba and Bruno. And United struggled because of it. I think there was like 10-15 minutes after the second half where like they really picked it up and you thought, okay, maybe uh, United can score. But then uh, Arsenal kind of looked back in the shape again. I think Arsenal was full control of that game throughout like the 90 minutes. Like I don't think there was at least one moment where United fans or where Arsenal fans were like, oh my God, United might score. Like yeah. That's how bad United played. And United were at home. They haven't won like their last five home games, right? They they they're really really yeah. struggling at home. This guy Bellerin, Hector Bellerin, he's actually looked really really good the last few Arsenal games. Getting like quite forward, getting crosses into the box, being part of the like attacking threat. He's only owned in eighty three percent of leagues. So if he's free, I would suggest go pick him up. Uh, because Arsenal kind of started the season off with a bunch of tough fixtures. And things are going to calm down for them a bit. And even their shape and the way they're playing, like, it seems like Arteta is a, all about that defense. Like, keeping a clean sheet, trying not to concede, right? And then hitting them on the counter. So, it's very interesting to see Arsenal play this way. It's not what we associate Arsenal with. It's being tied the back, um, you know... Keeping things, yeah, I, I don't know, like one one nil wins and like being really really happy about that. It's it's weird, but it, again, I said I said this like a bunch of times. Like this is a new Arsenal that you need to be wary of and you need to be a little fearful of, um, because I think they're gonna do yeah. good things. Anyways, let's move on. Spurs to Brighton one. No Mope wasn't in the squad. Apparently, he has some attitude, attitude problems. Trossard played as a false nine. Yeah, but Brighton looked great again, man. It was an interesting game because Kane pretty much bought a penalty from uh, Adam Lallana. Uh, you you saw the incident, right? He wasn't even looking at the ball. I think the other side of that is that that was really dangerous play towards Adam Lallana. Like, Adam Lallana could have gone yep. hurt considerably yep. over there. Yep. Like, it was dangerous play on that side. But you know what? Sometimes, if you have the stature, and we see this in a lot of sports, but sometimes just being that player gets you that penalty yeah right yeah so yeah again like it's unfortunate but it was i guess you want to call it smart play from kane he played the ref he won it right but let's be honest if you if you're gonna call out salah you call out harry kane even more because yeah like that's like that double standard double standards. Stand. yeah 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 um do you think it was a foul on hoy like should uh Lamptey's goal have stood i don't know like I'm happy for Lamptey. He really deserves it. Yeah. For the season he's had so far. There's been so many instances where there's been a foul in the lead-up to the play, but Farr hasn't kind of come in and corrected that, and goals have stood. So I guess they're being at least kind of consistent with some of that. So, uh, I don't know. You know, as soon as you said that, the first thing that came in my mind was when Origi got fouled, like, in the midfield last season. And the goal still stood. Against United? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Exactly. Um, so, I don't know if it's VAR's kind of intervention, right? Like, there's there needs to be that clarification on what VAR can do and what VAR cannot do. Can VAR call fouls that are in the lead-up that aren't called that lead up to an eventual goal, right? We, I don't. I honestly don't know. Yeah. Like, can if someone does know, can you please clarify for that us? Because that's the most frustrating thing is that 
as important as VAR is, the people who are running it are absolute tools. Like you are incompetent that you cannot run this. And that's why people hate it. And you're going to get rid of such an amazing feature to the game just because you don't know how to run it. Yeah. So. Bale scored. Yeah, Bale is back. Um, and Region, you know, yeah. uh, settling in well as well. It was good to see, like I said earlier, uh, Giovanni Lo Celso uh, fit again. Yeah. I could potentially see him starting as part of that midfield three. I honestly don't think he needs to start Sissoko, Hoibier, and his favorite person on the face of the earth, Tanke and uh, Dombele. I feel like that three is a bit too defensive. Like, I feel like Lo Celso can still help with the defensive work and add that creativity. And if anyone, I think Tange gets a drop. Yeah. As opposed to Hoibier and uh, Sissoko. Anyways, uh, let's move on uh, to Monday's fixtures. Fulham 2, West Brom 0. I didn't get a chance to watch these games. I was at work. Did you manage to pick anything up from that? Yeah, I saw some. And honestly, I think Fulham, and and I've said this before, Fulham have played a lot of really good football, like a lot of really good build-up. And there's been a huge gap in that final ball in, in that like final in that finishing or whatever. And I think it was a great game against West Brom to really display that. Yeah. Or Mitrovic had two assists. Yeah. For both goals, right? And him kind of doing some of those pieces, and that midfield was working hard. Yo, Andre, Frank, Zambo, and Gisa in the points again. Yeah. Yo, 11.5. Kind of upset that I dropped him. Like I understand that he gets points consistently and stuff, but I was getting to a point where I couldn't play him. And it's not only just because I had too many people, but thinking about it is like, I'm not one of those managers that likes to play that Kante or play that Partey, right? Like, they'll get you a lot of tackles and interceptions and dribbles and stuff in the midfield. But I prefer to have players that are closer to goal, that are going to get goals, that are going to get assists, and that have a higher ceiling, right? Um, and it's stuff like that that could potentially win you a playoff game later on in the season. You know, my shout-out for the past few episodes, Anton Robinson smashed it. He got his clean sheet, got 14.5 points. He keeps ticking in with these, like, little key passes every now and then. Yeah. Uh, I think he's going to get an assist soon. I really, really do. Um, but not much to say about this game. West Brom was an absolute flop. They didn't really offer anything. Matthias Pereira did, like, fuck all, bro. I saw Matty Phillips got some points. I think around uh, like s- seven points or so. Yeah. Uh, but I don't. I don't think it's anyone that you're chasing. Like I'm even seeing uh like Grady D and Ghana being dropped in leagues. So I-, I feel like managers are losing the faith already. But anyway, let's move on. Leeds one, Leicester four. Wow. Um, Vardy party. Vardy party, bro. Yeah. His presence in that team is completely different. Like this is something that we talked about. We saw it against Arsenal, is that when Vardy runs behind the defender, he won't run to the pass. He'll run where the eventual mistake will happen. And that's exactly what happened. There was a back pass, Vardy intercepted, he ran, he found Harvey Barnes. And you expect a number nine, if you beat the goalkeeper, you're going to shoot. But he passed to Harvey Barnes. He's really kind of gelling into that team really well. And he's not just looking for his goals. Like, I think that's really good to kind of see. Leicester on the counterattack are threatening and i think yeah. i think we'll really get to see some of that against liverpool especially with that defense not settled in yeah like after the international break liverpool always look lethargic and vardy will be kind of up and ready because he doesn't have an international break yeah. and stuff so i think we'll really kind of see that test in that international break 
Yeah, yo, Bamford's getting bare chances, yo. He really should have scored this game as well. Um, he could have had a hat-trick. Yeah, they did not capitalize on their chances at all. Um, really happy to see Jack Harrison performing well, though. Uh, do you know, like, in the last three game weeks, I feel like he's actually been one of the top two or three players in terms of key passes um, in the league in the last three game weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's been doing he's been doing so so well, man. Like the last three or four game weeks, he's had what four key passes, five key passes, three key passes, five key passes. Like that's some really really good numbers. He got an assist in the fixture that just went by. Ended up their top scorer. Um, and yo, Dallas, your boy Dallas, yeah, got on the score sheet, yeah. man. Really happy for him as well. Yeah, like let, let's be honest. Like it wasn't intended to be like a yeah. goal. Like he's yeah. he crossed that ball in, nobody yeah. met to it, and it just kind of snuck past everyone. Yeah. But it was an incredibly threatening ball, and you kind of see his the chances that Dallas will create in the box will be really good chances, yeah. right? Hopefully, more of them start becoming goals, or more more of them start really helping leads out. And I think a, like this game was an aberration because the game before Patrick Bamford scored a hat trick, so yeah. we know he can finish. And yeah. it just might be that one off night that kind of came up. Yeah, and a few last points. Uh, Tielemans is doing great for managers this season, man. Uh, he's on penalties when Vardy comes off the pitch. Um, so he has that massive ceiling. Uh, but I'm really, really mm-hmm. sad. Madison, again, not starting. Um, this new boy, uh, Sensing Under, keeps linking up with Vardy so, so well. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see if he's going to get a, a run of games, like, uh, starting. Because he's only on 34% of the leagues. Yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much about it. Uh, review of the game week. Um, so, I think now is a great time uh, to take a break. Uh, I'm going to grab a drink in celebration of uh, my sister and my new brother-in-law. They got married uh, today. So congratulations. congratulations. Yeah. Um, Bindu's brother. Here. Yeah, Bindu's brother. Uh, uh, they managed to get it done right before uh, UK goes back into lockdown on Thursday. Um, so, yeah. Let's take a break. Grab a pint. Ross, get a water. See you back in a bit. And we are back. I only had one pint. Didn't have too many. Trying not to get drunk okay. on the job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Ross, so let's uh, jump into the results of the predictions from Game Week 7. How did we do? So, I think we did a lot better this time around than we did, like, last week. Like, last week, I think it was our first time trying it out, and we weren't, we didn't do that well. But this time around, the final score was 8-6. So, the way that we kind of set it up is that you get one point if you cor- if you guess who won, and you get an extra point if you guess the correct score. So maximum number of points that you can get is 20, and the final score was Ross 8, Sanji 6. You know, we only, like, it's, it was only two of the 10 games that we, neither of us got, like, some form of, like, a prediction right, and that was the Newcastle-Everton game and the United-Arsenal game. Like, the United-Arsenal game, I can kind of understand. The Newcastle-Everton, I feel like we should have predicted Newcastle to possibly nick it. I can really go. Yeah, the draw, obviously. Uh, two, two draws. could have a lot of draws recently. Yeah, yeah it could. It really could have happened. But because they were, like, missing, you know, James, Rich, Dinia, Newcastle kind of just took advantage of that. But, you know what, congrats to you, Ross. We'll be keeping a track of this. I think the first one was a tie. This, this one you won, so I definitely have to win this this week. 
which I plan on doing because with an international game week, I can hold it over your head for two weeks. Oh my god! <laughs> so let, let's move on to you know an update of how we're doing in our leagues. So when do you want to start, Banner Boys or OG League? Let's start with Banner Boys. You know what? Like I said, oh fuck Sanji, you! Like I said at the start of the episode, spoiler alert: Sanji lost. And you know what? I gave Sanji advice that he could have won. And he thought he couldn't do it. And guess what, Sanji? You could have won if you took my advice. But you know and what? I just auto to subs? Good... You know what, though? Had I used autosubs and won, tell me, you would have you would have definitely dropped a comment and be like, you only won because of autosubs. Like, <laughs> like you should, we should totally play without autosubs. Yeah, like, my thing was, if it's there, you should do it. Like, I've done it a couple of times. I try my best yeah. not to. Because yeah. I think it's really better for your kind of own understanding of the game that you kind of play that your best 11, what you think would be your best 11. But yeah. you were able to, you could have, I told you you should have, but you still didn't, and that's why you lost. You got a <laughs> negative 15 because of Aston Villa. <laughs> you got negative, Maddie Cash had negative 7 points, and Martinez, Martinez has negative 8. Yeah, I, I just assume I'm going to get negative points every week now. Like, at least somebody's going to get me negative points. Yeah, it was a close game. What, 103.25 to 107.75. Yeah. It, it kind of... You know what, though? It could be a lot worse. You could be the second highest scoring team with 112 and play the highest scoring team, which was 162.25 by Kyle yet again. Oh my god. His quad... It, like it, we should ban him. Really, it, it doesn't make sense why he has scored like this. I don't, I don't understand like how he has that score. I don't understand. He's got he's don't. got like players like Cancelo and Chilwell. He's got like Hamas, James Ward's pros, Hakim Ziyech, and John McGinn. Got Forrest and like Jamie Vardy. and Vardy. Yeah, like like what it is, the hell, bro? It is absolutely ridiculous. But you moved up a spot, right? You're yes. up to third now. Uh, I've dropped down to fifth. We're only yep. three points apart, though. Uh, not too bad. I'm, I'm I'm quite confident still. Yeah. Uh, I'm third highest on points four. And, like, you and I have always talked about it. It's like points four in that table plays a big role in your For season sure. later For down sure. on the road. It could determine whether or not you make playoffs. If your league has playoffs, yes. right? Even if you're about to lose, still please consider that points four... Because when you, because if you play in a ten-person league, top six make the playoffs. That could be the difference between second and third, and yeah. sixth and seventh. Because it's happened to us consistently. So even if you're yeah. about to lose, still try getting those points. Don't give up. Still try getting those yeah. points. You might still not win, but honestly, sometimes it does come as close as ten points here, ten points here. It does tally up to like. Like a hundred plus minus hundred points, right? So yeah, don't give yeah. up, even if you think you've lost. Yeah. Did anyone was anyone like a good surprise for you, or like a giant disappointment for you? This uh, this fixture, like this game week. I know Paul Pogba. We've talked about how terrible yeah, he was. Yeah, Paul Pogba. He shot the bed. Dwight McNeil didn't do that well. He only gave me a one point five points. But I mean, Burnley's not doing that well in general, yeah, right? So exactly, it's not too too surprising. But yeah, mm-hmm. Callum Wilson did great for you, right? Yeah, again, two goals. It was yeah. kind of good to see. Both goals are basically like striker goals, right? Like there's nothing that like you could have, like you would expect Callum Wilson to kind of put both of them away. Yeah. So that was kind of good to see. Yeah. Patrick Bamford should have scored a lot more. 
right? But you know what? It was good in the sense that the manager I was playing in our OG league also had Patrick Bamford. So I'm kind of glad that Patrick Bamford didn't score because I still won here and I still won in our OG league. So... Yeah. There was one move that was very interesting. I'm surprised that you made was dropping Mitrovic for Dean Ghana. You want to <laughs> give give the listeners a little uh, feedback, like, <laughs> like break it yeah, down. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Like I, I can, I can defend that move. Like if I hadn't made that move, yeah. I would have lost. Like straight up, I, I couldn't have enough players to drop. And essentially, Grady Dean Ghana gave me six points, and I won by four points. I didn't want, I didn't have anyone that could really come on because I was expecting Danny Ceballos to play, but he didn't play at all. Christian Pulisic as well, like he was supposed to play, but he didn't play as well. So I had to make that move. Like I think an argument can be made that it would hurt me in the long run. But honestly, I have three starting strikers. I have Cal Wilson, Patrick Bamford, and Sadio Mane. They will start almost every game. Uh, barring yeah. an injury, barring like anything big. So I made that move also considering that I don't necessarily play Mitrovic every game. And I know Patrick yeah. Bamford and Callum Wilson are getting me those points regardless of who they're playing. Like Patrick Bamford had so many shots and maybe got one on target, but still has seven points. Sadio Mane did nothing in terms of like goals and assists. Still had 13 points, the same as Mohamed Salah. Who, who scored and had 13 points. And Callum Wilson had two goals, right? My only disappointment right now is Kristen Pulisic got injured again. Sanji, do you want Kristen Pulisic? Uh, we're going to have to talk about this off here, man. You're playing with my heartstrings a little bit. You're offering me Chelsea <laughs> players here. Like, yeah, exactly. Uh, I, 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 I noticed as well that you didn't use... Uh, you didn't go for anybody on the waiver wire today. So, we're guys, we're recording on Tuesday, just FYI. I know we release on Fridays and stuff, but... Because of our hectic schedules, we try to record as early into the week as possible. Anyways, uh, yeah, you didn't do anything on the waiver wire. Is it that you just didn't find anything interesting or you didn't get what you pick, you went for? I, I didn't get what I picked for. So obviously I tried getting back Mitrovic and I didn't get him, which is fine. Like yeah. I'm okay with that. I was going to see what the free agent players were after the waiver wires cleared. And Fantrax, if you're listening to this, the daylight saving stuff really messed up our schedule. So can you please kind of get on this? Like, I, like on Tuesday mornings, I have a pretty good kind of schedule because it's 9 o'clock that settles for the OG League and 10 o'clock for here. And I don't set up meetings. I, I don't set up meetings kind of before that. So for work, so I have that few couple of minutes here and there that I can make up, make picks, like free agent picks. But because of daylight savings, that all got messed up. So that was really yeah. sad. So I'm, I'm like, even like I'm co-commissioned for like one of our leagues and... Assistant to the commissioner. Oh, uh, yeah. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Sanji Shroot. But I remember getting tagged by, like, Zubain and, like, he's like, yo, dude, like, can you please play the waivers? Like, what, what's going on with the system? I'm like, oh, dude, I'm like, at work. What do you want me to do? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it's kind of fucked up with the daylight savings. Um, it, It's really messed up. Because, Ross, you got affected, but I didn't, right? Yeah. Because I'm down in the Caribbean. Do they have daylight savings time in the uh, Caribbean? I don't know. I don't think so. Dude, we have like two seasons, wet and dry. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, d- I did try to go for a couple people on the waivers. I, I did try to go for Mitrovic. I didn't get him. I tried to go for Aik Nuri as well, uh, that Wolves uh, wing back. But I'm kind of glad I didn't get him because I have Kilman and Bully already. And triple Wolves defense feels like overkill. 
I think double Wolves defense seems like over. Yeah, du- yeah. I mean, it kind of paid off, though, in one of my... Pitches. But then the game before, you had, what, two points? One point through both of them? So I'm just like, like you can make the argument for both. That's true. I, you know, you know what though? I might drop Kilman. I'm tempted to, and I know it's are you going to trade him? Terrible idea. No, I think I'm going to try and pick up somebody I'll on the waiver. You, I'll give you Said Ben Rama. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was worth a shot. It was worth a shot. Anyways, so I picked up uh, Stu Armstrong for Jao Matinho. That was a good pick. I picked up uh, Luke Shaw for Henderson. That was a terrible pick. I know that, but chances are I'm probably going to drop Luke Shaw. And use him as a dud because it's auto subs in this Banner Boys League. And so in the Banner Boys League as well, we use a, an injury uh, spot for our teams. And I think it's that a was fantastic. A good pick. Yeah, I, I think it's a fantastic option to have, especially this year, this season with COVID. Players are going to be randomly, you know, in contact, going to be missing games. And I, I'm kind of sad that we didn't have this introduced in our OG League. So as. As a punt, I kind of just picked up Virgil van Dijk and put him on my injury spot. Like, yeah, why not? Why not? Exactly, that's, right? That's, and I, what, that's I, exactly why it's there. I, because Klopp made some comments where he was saying that Virgil is the sort of player that he recovers really, really well and really, really quickly. So, mm-hmm. I know he's not going to start any games probably like until maybe, what, game week 30. Two thirty three around that time. But he could be a massive player for the playoffs. Right? Yeah. So that's why I went and picked him up. So, guys, if you play with an injury spot, I would say go pick up one of these injury players and, like, just cool them Johnny. until the end of the season. Yeah, exactly. And I think Johnny's going to be back uh, at the start of, like, 2021, right? And I think that that's his spot. Like, it's going to be a serious headache for Wolves' defense. But, anyways, let's move on to the OG League. Let's give a quick update about that. How did things turn out for you this game week? So, I won. It was a good game week. Vardy came through. Timo Werner came through. My midfielders, honestly, solid, solid midfielding. In the sense that, like, there was only one goal in my midfielders and all of them were averaging 7-8 points. Right? Yeah. Like, that's that's a good sign. I think I only had the one goal through Stuart Dallas. But yeah. then Donker had 10 points. Tom Kearney had 10 points. Uh, Scott McTominay had 7.5 points. Ducora just got a yellow card right at the end, which was a bit disappointing. Yeah. But like let's it was kind of figured out. My forward line kind of came through. Jamie Vardy, the two assists and the goal. Timo Werner had the one goal. Kurt Happy Zuma scored that incredible header. Yeah, you must be really happy to own him. Yeah, it was good. You know what? Like I said, he's a top scoring defender right now. So he seems yeah. like he's kind of really coming into that back line. Yeah. So what about you? I, I think you had the third. Uh, you had the third highest score that game week. Mine, I, I mean, so. smashed it. I had the highest yeah. score this game week. I played your played your younger brother. It's po- the first time he's guy. playing this format. Yeah. yeah, like honestly, he's got such a tidy team. But he, I guess he's not taking it as seriously as the rest of us because he had Mikhail Antonio in his lineup and he forgot to take him out, which kind of sucks because he had Mitrovic on his bench. It's not like he could have played Mitrovic because okay, so. Rafi has this issue where he has these amazing forwards, Mitrovic, Chris Wood, uh, Bobby Firmino, Ollie Watkins, and Che Adams. And he always benches points, like at least one of them. He always picks it wrong, right? So our suggestion was to him, like, dude, just go out and trade like one of your top forwards. 
right? And I suggest to him that he trade his best one, which was Bobby Firmino, to you, obviously, because, you know, we know how you love hoarding Liverpool players, and I think it would work out for him great. But you know what? You obviously went and got Diego Jota for Phil Foden, yep. which is something I kind of want to touch on right before, you know, before we end the episode. But uh, let me just finish up with my team. I, yeah, I, I mean, I had a great week. My pick, like, my free agents and waiver picks came through again. Bukayo Saka, again, did bits. Didn't get any goals or assists, but got, like, 9.25 points. Um, was really happy to see Ziyech finally start and get uh, the goal and the assist. Uh-huh. Uh, got me, like, approximately 25 points. DCL, again, like, the, the guy with the Midas touch, right? The season, as Danny said. And I, I'm really happy that I was able to navigate this week because I had players like Aguero injured, Timothy Castagne injured, Ansi Martial still missing, Mope having... Discipline issues or disciplinary issues. I was struggling. Attitude to problems. Let's be, let's be, let's call it what it is. Yeah, he has problems. attitude yeah. problems. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure what to make of that. But like in terms of the like the waiver and free agent picks, I noticed that you picked up Arthur Masuaku for Ryan Bertrand. He, Ryan yep. Bertrand came off like came out of that game limping, right? Yeah, he might be injured. Yeah, and it sucks because he was doing quite well. I mean, the last game was a bit of a shit show because of how many goals they conceded. Like, from but he was Aston only Villa. on for one goal. Yeah, and it kind of sucks because he was like a last couple of games. He had like what a fifteen point seven five, a seventeen point two five, fifteen point five. Yeah, he was getting yeah. some pretty good like scores. Granted, those were during the clean sheets, right? Exactly, but that's still that's still eleven points. That's still nine points without the clean sheet, right? And to be fair, West Ham have some good run of fixtures that are coming up, right? So I think that's the only reason why I picked pick him up. Add. Yeah, yeah. And Masuaku, he as a attacking wing back, he has a he can dribble past people with ease, and he has a good cross on him, right? This past game week against Liverpool, he had like eight eight and a half points, conceding two goals. Yeah. So yeah. he's getting those attacking points. He had what three yeah. accurate crosses, three tackles. Obviously, you're going up against a, like a solid Liverpool lineup, so you will have a tough time in that sense. But he's coming out with points. Yeah, so I dropped two players, Jeffrey Schlepp and Haller, and I picked up Ori and Lo Celso. I was kind of upset because I didn't realize that your elder brother tried to pick up Lo Celso and moved me to the bottom of the, the bid tiebreaker in the fab. <laughs> Yeah, it's all right. Not a lot of you guys have much money left anyway, so I don't think it's going to matter too much. But I kind of went for Aurier because, you know what? I didn't want to have that headache this season where if Doherty doesn't start, I'm fucked, right? And then some other manager is going to pick up Aurier and try to strong arm me with some shitty ass deal. So I thought, you know what? Let me just cover my base. And it's almost like it's that sort of, you know, pairing where you have Aguero and Jesus, right? Exactly, yeah. So it, it just covers your ass, right? And the reason I went for Lacelso is because I kind of just wanted a bit of midfield depth. He's a great player, and especially in a Spurs team that is absolutely firing on all cylinders this season, if he's going to be supplying the likes of Son, Kane, and Bale, I'm excited. I'm really, really excited, right? So that's kind of why I went for him. But other than that, like, yeah, I think I had a great game. We were, like, we both won. I've moved up to second in my table. Uh, in that table, sorry. You've moved up to seventh, right? Yep, but tied for seventh? Tied for sixth? A small kind of gap is opening up, but, I mean, again, it's only seven game weeks in the season, so you can't really There's, call yeah, it too much of a gap. 25 more, 26 right? more games, right? 
Yeah, so before we get into like the predictions and fixture like stuff, do you want to maybe talk about some of the trades that you were discussing and executed this week? Yeah, so I think so one one I did execute uh, just a few hours ago was the I had I have Phil Foden that I traded for Reese James. So I had Reese James and I traded uh Reese James for Phil Foden. And now I got I traded Phil Foden for Diego Jota. And this was even before actually this was Dior he finalized the trade before his hat trick today and he yeah. went on and scored a hat trick. Both yeah. of the players started and again both of the players will not start all the time. But they will give a lot of competition and they will start a significant number of games where you play those players, right? I have I think I think one thing that's really worked out for me in the past is the Liverpool combo. So I think two years ago I had Firmino and Robertson and that was a combo that happened a lot of times for me. I think last season I had Lucas Moura and Serge Aurier and that was that turned out to be like a good combo as well. A couple of goals that came through those those two players. So a couple of goals and assists that came through those those players. So I think right now I was happy and the manager that got Foden was also really happy because he was looking for midfields and I was just like man like Foden's not a player that starts all the time but the midfielders I have right now Tom Kearney, Stuart Dallas, Dundonker, Abdullah Dikore, like those are four players that start that are essentially starting week in week out. So yeah. if I'm going to get a player like Diego Jota kind of coming in like obviously he's going to give Firmino a run for his money and he might have he might I, I honestly think that he might start against Man City this weekend so I'm really excited to see that I'm really excited to kind of see Diego Jota I think last time he, Diego Jota played against Man City he might have scored too I'm not I'm not fully I can't remember but like I'm excited kind of for that presence in my team yeah, the last thing I remember with Diego Jota versus Man City, remember when he was one-on-one against Ederson, Ederson took him the fuck out, got the red card, yeah. and then they subbed Guerrero off for that game. I, I think Wolves went on to win that game, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I, th- I thought it was a great pick for, uh, like you said, for both parties, it worked out. Both got what they wanted. And like you said, you know, top six club players, basically both players are from two of the best teams in the league in terms of, like, attacking, like, goals and stuff like that. And, yeah, like, I don't think they're going to play every single game or start every single game, but the minutes that they play, I think they're going to do well. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say, the other trade uh, that I've been proposed is in our Banter Boys League for Callum Wilson for Richarlison. Again, like, this is a forward to forward, so it's a bit different. The last one was a forward to midfield, so you know that you were kind of losing one thing but gaining... Uh, another thing but this is a forward to forward and I think the logic here is that Richarlison is going to be a good player for Everton and he's going to be one of their best players this season but Callum Wilson will be the best attacking output for Newcastle and that's what it is right yeah Richarlison might not get all those goals and assists but Callum Wilson will get a good chunk of the goals and assists that Newcastle will score there's a chance that I could potentially get rich as well like I was discussing in that whatsapp group like Ollie Watkins for for Richarlison. Uh, that's a trade that I kind of want to do because I've got way too many Aston Villa assets, right? I've got their keeper, one of the defenders, a midfielder, and a forward. Like, that's way too much. Way too much. Wow, is Steph offering you trades behind? Like, he's offering me one trade and he's offering you the same trade? Bro, I'm just trying to undermine you on the pod. Wow, off snake, Steph, snake. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways... Let us move on to the last segment of our pod. The upcoming fixtures and predictions. 
Alright, Ross, I gotta win this game week, right? So, let's yeah. get at it. So, guys, heads up, you know, Friday deadline again. Even for your FBL people, remember, it's an hour and a half before the deadline. But yeah, we got two games kicking us off um, on the 6th of November. Brighton versus Burnley is our first one. How do you think this is gonna turn out? 3-1, Brighton. Alright, I'm also gonna go for a Brighton uh, win, but I don't think it's gonna be 3-1. I think it's gonna be like 1-0, because I don't know if Maupay's gonna be there. I don't think Burnley's gonna score, they're struggling to score. But then again, like, Brighton is not keeping a lot of clean sheets, they're leaking a lot of goals. They haven't kept one clean sheet at all. This is honestly the perfect time for Burnley to get a win and get their season started. Like, Brighton is at a very vulnerable point, and now is like their opportune moment, right? But I'm still going to go for a Brighton win. But you know what? I'll, I'll change my prediction a little bit. I'll go 2-1. Because I'm going to be closer to you. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Southampton versus Newcastle. Uh, this is this, this is a tough, tough one, one for this me. Is this is like Danny Ings dependent for me. Yeah. If Danny Ings is fit, Southampton wins. If Danny Ings isn't fit, uh, I'm not sure what to make of Southampton. I don't know what they're going to look like, man. I think it's going to be a 2 all draw. A two? You really think Newcastle has another two goals in them? Yeah, man. The the way that Southampton press their opponents. Yeah, Genjen press, bro. Yeah, but <laughs> Southampton's. But we don't even know if Ryan Bertrand's fit, right? So yeah, their defense true. has kind of opened up. Danny Ings might not be fit for this game. I think Southampton's do have goals in them, but I think Newcastle will be able to kind of exploit that backline. Oh, man. All right. Yo. Oh, man. This is crazy. Okay. I'm going to go for a Southampton win. I'm going to say 2-1 again. Oh, my God. You're like me last week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Saturday now. Everton versus Manchester United. I cannot wait for this game. I'm, I'm. This is like the game that I'm excited for all weekend. Fuck the Man City-Liverpool game. I don't care about that. <laughs> all right, buddy. But yeah, I don't do you, understand. Uh, how do you feel about Everton versus Manchester United? 3-3. Three, three. Holy crap. It's going to be a high-scoring game. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. and Because United away from home are, are a totally different team. Like, yeah. they, just, they just suck at Old Trafford. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> that is true. I'm going to go for a draw 2-2. Okay. So at least both of us will get points. Yeah, if, exactly. If, if it's a draw. You, can, can you not see my tactic? <laughs> yeah, exactly. All I, right. I, I, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. <laughs> let's let's move on to Crystal Palace versus Leeds. Oh, how, man. How do you feel about this one? Leeds are very unpredictable, man. They look so good. Yeah, I swear to God. I swear to God. But I think Leeds need to bounce back. Crystal Palace yeah. is still going to shit the bed. I'm going to go yeah. for nil to Leeds. Yeah. I, I think that sounds like a pretty good scoreline. Can Crystal Palace really score against Leeds? I think they can, potentially. So I'm going to go 1-3. So I think Leeds wins. But like they'll win 3-1. Yeah? Yeah. Alright. I, I can um, see that. Let's move, let's move on to Sh- uh, Chelsea versus Sheffield. I feel like this is gonna be a, a one a one way, like like street. Yeah, I think so. Results. I think so. Sheffield is struggling a lot, but yeah, you know what? I, they've I held they've held their own against the la- in the last couple of games, right? Like they yeah. just played Liverpool, yeah, City. And now they're playing Chelsea, right? Yeah. That's a tough fixture. I think yeah. there's. I think it's just gonna be one nil to Chelsea. I don't know. I I think now that our side is 
starting to settle in attacking-wise, I think we'll see a few more goals. And again, it's not the Sheffield that we saw last season. So I'm going to say 3-0 to Chelsea. So, next game. West Ham versus Fulham. This is another weird one, I think. Yeah. But I think now Fulham have got a win under their belt again. Like, Mm. they got some goals. They got a clean sheet, which is really fucking weird to see from a Fulham team. Yeah. But no Antonio... Haller looked a bit slow. I feel like West Ham... The thing is, West Ham still looked pretty decent against you guys, right? So I still think yeah. they can get a result or get some sort, get something from this. But I'm going to say 1-1, I think. I'm going to go for a draw in this one. I think you're absolutely right. Fulham look a bit more confident. West Ham are a bit more confident as well. I don't know if Antonio's back, and I think that really depends on what the what happens in that game. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna go for uh I'm honestly gonna kick myself for it, but I'm gonna go for a one 0 to Fulham. Oh man, you know what? West Ham's definitely gonna win that game now. <laughs> <laughs> like it's totally gonna happen. Oh, all right. So let's move on to Sunday's games now. West Brom versus Spurs. I could again. It's the same thing like the Sheffield Chelsea game. Like I only see this going one way. And I don't think West Brom's going to score anything. Like, I get that it's lads, Tottenham. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it's going to be like a 2-0 win to Spurs. Yeah, I think it's going to be a 3-0 win to Spurs. Should, should be very comfortable for them. Uh, another tasty fixture this weekend. Leicester versus Wolves. Yeah. Vardy having a bunch of parties. Wolves defense looking solid. It, it's it's very, I don't know, it's, it's kind of interesting to predict this. Like, even Patricio doesn't fill me with a lot of confidence, him conceding that goal against Newcastle, that little cheeky set-piece thing that they did. So, I'm gonna say... I can't... I don't think it's gonna be like this, but whatever. I'm gonna say Leicester wins 3-2. Ooh. Yeah. Interesting. I don't think it's gonna... I feel like it's gonna be a 1-0, but I'm still gonna... Yeah, fuck it. Whatever. Yeah, I think... I I honestly think it's gonna be a high-scoring game. What Leicester need to do is somehow... They kind of beat Wolves on the counter, but both are really good counter-attacking teams. So I'm going to yeah. go with a 2-2. Yeah, that's, that's pretty safe. But, all right, so I kind of want to do the next fixture last. Yeah, uh, okay, that's, let's, let's, let's leave this last, all right? So the, yeah. the last game on Sunday is Arsenal uh, versus Aston Villa. I think another great game. Like, Aston Villa has threat. They can score, they can assist, but Arsenal is really, really controlling games. And they're... The way they're set up is so nice defensively as well. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be a low-scoring one. So I'm going to say Arsenal 1-0. No. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But I think bo- both teams have the ability to score goals. So I'm going to go 2-1 Arsenal. No, the shittiest fixture. So uh, the marquee fixture of the two best teams in the last couple of seasons in the Premier League. Like, let's be honest. Manchester City versus Liverpool. Ross City on scoring, they're keeping it tight at the back. Liverpool grinding results out. Can't seem to keep a clean sheet in the Prem while struggling without VVD. How do you see this one going? I think it's going to be a two-all draw. Wow, okay. I'm going to give it to Liverpool. I'm going to say 2-1. Interesting. I'm going to go with a Jota brace. (laughs) I just don't want to predict the Liverpool win on record. I know, for sure. Like, like I'm, you know I'm how you say Chelsea's going to finish 10th? Yeah. That's the same thing yeah. here. <laughs> 100% Except I'm, I'm a bit more realistic. So it's still on. <laughs> it's still on the cards. But yeah, guys, that is it for today's episode. Wow, that was really, really long. Russ, before we wrap things up, do you want to remind listeners how they can find us? 
Yes, for sure. So, listeners, remember you can uh, catch us on Twitter. Our handle is BantaB. You can also send us a message on there. Our Anchor website is also on our Twitter page. You can also send us a message there. You, We are on major podcast platforms. So, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, we're, oh, and on SoundCloud. So, please do check us out. Send us feedback. Give us a review if you can, if it's possible on that platform. And we would just love to hear from you. Yeah, but this will, um, so, I mean, we're, we're gonna still, I think our plan is to be around for the international break. We've got, like, a, a little special episode kind of plan, other than our regular episode, and we're gonna try and bring Zubain back as well, because we, well, listeners, we know you love the sound of Zubain's voice, who doesn't, but I think we, we're, we, yeah, we're in the talks to do a little, you know, something a little fun, out of the yeah. ordinary, um, and we hope exactly. you guys enjoy it. If you have any ideas, please give us a shout. We've yeah, heard a few like, ideas on, like, yeah. players and, like, you know, those guilty pleasure players. I think the one that we got mentioned was Mark Gonzalez, that Liverpool legend from back 2007 or 2008 or whatever, right? So we've, we've got some good ideas of things to kind of come up. We do not want to cover the international break. The international breaks are pointless. I hate them. I don't know why we're still doing them in the midst of a <laughs> pandemic. So if you suggest, an, if you're about to suggest, please cover the international games. Sorry, no, I refuse to watch. Them. Hint, hint, Daniel. All right, Ross, I think it's time to sign off. Mate, it was a lot of fun. Good luck this game week. Yeah. Guys, good luck. Uh, oh, shit, you know what? What we forgot to do? We forgot to, like, recommend free agents and waiver picks. <laughs> but we kind of did, Do you so... want to just run through that quickly? We, we can, we can yeah. run through it really, really quickly. Yeah. So, if you want players to go for, like, currently on my watch list, midfielders, I'd say go pick up Andre Frank Zambo Angisa. He's only owned in 55% of leagues. I think he's been, like, smashing it for Fulham, even though he's not getting goals or assists. Mm-hmm. If you want a Burnley player that's been doing really well under the radar, Josh Brownhill. He's been ticking along nicely. Again, not getting goals or assists. Uh, He's a good alternate to Ashley Wood if you can't get him. Josh Brownhill's only owned in 14% of leagues. If you want, let's say, a defender, I'd say go pick up Anton Robinson. Only owned in 25% of leagues. He's been doing really, really well for Fulham recently. Like Ross picked up Arthur Masuaku, only owned in 52% of leagues. I'd suggest go pick him up as well. Ross, you have anyone that you want to kind of give a shout-out to? So, Joel Matip might be back. So, if you fancy Liverpool defender, Joel Matip might be a good pick. Nat Phillips looked really solid against a very stationary West Ham side. So, I don't know if he's going to start. But I don't know how well he does against a more dynamic side that is Manchester City. So, maybe a bit more wary on that. If you see Jota on your free agent list, please pick him up. Like, let's, let's do a favor to everyone. Like, he's been killing it. He might actually start over the... I honestly think he might actually start. He is 92% of the league, so you might have just missed him. But Diego Jota has been playing really, really well. Okay, and on that note, last one before we sign off. Nathaniel Phillips, only owned in 10% of leagues. If he starts next game, you pick him up? I have Andrew Robertson in one of the leagues, so maybe not. Maybe in the other one. Honestly, against City, I am super skeptical. But you know what? Maybe that's the game where I see... It's football. Anything can happen. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, yeah. All right. Let's sign off. All right, Ross. Yeah, let's actually sign off this time. But it's midnight here, so I I really should peace. Um, I got work in the morning. All right, Ross. Bye, listeners. Ciao. Bye.